Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the game, Cox. 107.5, the game. All right, welcome in another Garnet Trust interview Tuesday, 107.5, the game. Got a very special guest that we're about to get to know a little bit. South Carolina running back Mario Anderson making his radio debut here today. Mario, I really appreciate you taking the time, man. Gamecocks bye week this week. Uh, How you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for inviting me for everything. Um, It's a blessing to be here, so I appreciate you for allowing me to come do this. Yeah, man, we're excited to get to know you a little bit, excited to talk about your season so far, and uh, to talk about the bye week as well. One thing we'd like to do is just give the fans a little bit of the the behind-the-scenes of what you guys are up to on a day-to-day basis, and uh, obviously bye week, a little bit different schedule for you all this week, but... um, I guess let's uh, let's start, man. I want to start with last week against Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a pretty cool video of you in the locker room. You got a game ball from Coach Beamer. Um, I saw the quote on SEC Network. They said that, uh, you know, you said you were going to put that ball in your mantle. It seemed like it meant a lot to you to have that moment and kind of uh, break onto the scene a little bit, man. So I, I guess, um, first of all, what was it like kind of getting going on the field against Mississippi State, starting to uh, develop a little rhythm, and then have it pay off with getting that game ball from Coach Beamer in the locker room? Yes, sir, for sure. I feel like that game, it was kind of like my debut game, my coming out game. Um, my, the coaches and my teammates, they put their trust and faith in me to be able to run the ball. And um, credit to the O-line because it was, it was a tough physical game that day. Um, I believe I had 26 touches. We had about 38 total something like that around there, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a very physical game up front, um, and I wouldn't be able to do it without those guys. So 
especially the touchdown. You know, they they was able to pile up and push me in there. But just just being able to have that trust and faith from my teammates and my coaches and me, um, the game ball from Coach Beamer, you know, that, that meant a lot, you know. So I, I appreciate that, and I'm blessed to have the opportunity to showcase my talent and to be able to go out there and compete every day. You kind of read my mind because I wanted to talk about that touchdown run. It mm-hmm. felt like um, – at times, this was kind of an old-school SEC football game against Mississippi State. Uh, you know, y'all are kind of pounding away at them, pounding away at them. And then uh, I thought that was kind of a uh, kind of an exclamation point for the whole night. Uh, toss sweep, that's an old-school football run in the first place. You got your linemen out front. You run through a couple of guys. Then the, the kind of best part is they kind of give you that little push at the end, and everybody just goes falling into the end zone. I know you kind of uh, – you had a great reaction when it happened as well. What was going through your mind with like 80,000 people going crazy and you're celebrating with your teammates? What was that exact moment like for you at, at williams Bryce Stadium? Sure. I mean, my best plays that I can think of, you know, it, my mind go blank really. You know, <laughs> I don't really remember much. I just know like before before that play, before that drive really going to the fourth quarter, you know, Coach Hardesty, he, he he gave me that look like, you know, like, I had to finish the job, and mm-hmm. it it would be a disgrace if, you know, I didn't go out there and display that to everyone or mm-hmm. even prove it to myself that I could do that. Um, and with the help of my teammates, like I said, trusting me and believing me and putting that faith in me to go score, um, it, it was it was pretty big. Yeah, it was a good feeling. It was a pretty big moment, not only for myself, but it was a, it was a huge confident booster for the offense, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So... I know Coach Hardesty, um, he always tells us he has kind of these comparisons for the different running backs for y'all's skill sets. And I think from what he's told us, he's cut up is an NFL tape that he has y'all watched during the offseason for, for various guys. Um, I asked him right before the season, this was preseason, uh, about his comparison for the different guys. And he said, man, Mario Anderson, he's an old-school SEC back he actually compared you to Emmett Smith. I don't mm-hmm. know if um, he's cut that up and, and let you watch it or not, but what mm-hmm. uh, has he? Has what have you like looked through the tape of Emmett Smith? Uh, I guess this preseason or who? Of did course, he? of course. Yeah. Grow, growing up, my uncle, my uncle Sam. Um, that's that's all I used to do. Watch guys like him, Marshawn Lynch, Derrick Henry, like Adrian Peterson. Like that's all I did was just study old school backs. Eddie George. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what I do. So. And people kind of laugh at me because my thigh pads and my knee pads isn't the small pads. It's the real big pads, like how back in the day. And that's just my swag. That's how I like it. And that's, I feel as though that's my niche. Yeah, so you get that honest. So you you legitimately have watched those guys and, and kind of what what do you take away? What stands out about those guys that, for one, you like and two, that you've kind of taken into your own game? Obviously, I think like the toughness, the physicality and all that is pretty apparent, but is that like is that a mindset you kind of have to have on the field? Yes, sir, I believe so. Um, all all of those guys had a, a kill mentality. I had a physical mentality, um, and just being able to convert that to my game, being able to you know trust my instincts and everything, trust my training, like Coach Mo and them say, um, and just run hard every mm-hmm. play, and give it all I can, fall forward, get positive yards, and everything. And I, I try to do what those guys did because that's what I came up on. For sure, man. So um, it, it seems like the last couple of games you've been really getting settled in. Obviously, your opportunities have gone up as well, but you've been taking advantage of those opportunities on the field. 
so what what has this transition been like for you just you know getting in starting to get acclimated to sec ball and just practice and the workouts and all that stuff when you kind of go back to when you first got here um how has the transition been has it been kind of what you expected a little bit different or what can you tell the fans about what that was like kind of going from newberry to south carolina um from coming from newberry south carolina you know i knew it was going to be a jump but that's why i challenged myself to be able to make that jump uh, mm-hmm. i didn't come in here with any expectations of anything of any sort um all i knew was for myself that i had to come here and work hard every day you know whether that was in the film room, in the weight room, you know, no matter what it was, I knew I had to put my best foot forward. And some days it was, you know what I'm saying, better than others. And mm-hmm. I, I grew a lot just in these, what, nine, ten months for me being here since January. Um, it's, it's It's been a blessing to be able to come here and Coach Mo be able to strip down my game and rebuild me, not only as a player but as a man. And I'm blessed to have the opportunity to work with him and work with Coach Beamer and Coach Loggins and everybody and be around the guys to to mold me into an SEC back. What What is it like on a day-to-day being around Coach Mo? Like, I, uh, for one, he looks like he maybe still play. Like, I know, mm-hmm. I don't know, if, has, has he thrown on the, the tape for you all to watch him from back in the we, day? Uh, we, we put the tape on uh, it up. a couple of times, yes, sir. We put the tape what, on a couple What'd times. you think? He, he was smooth back then. He was smooth. He was, he was a downhill runner. Uh, they, I, I believe they fed him a lot, too, especially yeah. like his senior year at the he ran for over, like, 1,300 yards. So, like, when I came to South Carolina, uh, when I committed, um, Coach Coach Mo was about 80% of the reason why I came here, you know. Mm-hmm. He played in the SEC, uh, played in the league, uh, a place that I have dreams and aspirations to go. Um, and, you know, he, his knowledge and IQ for the game is very high, and I knew that I could have learned a lot from him, and I still do. And I don't just look at him as a coach. I look at him as my mentor, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, a person, you know, a father figure and stuff like that, you know. So Coach Mo, he's he's really elevated not only my game but my life, and I appreciate that. You saw his spin move on tape. He's oh, had, yeah. got a yeah. nice nice little spin move. Um, he also I feel like brings the energy every day. Is that he most definitely does? Yes, sir. What is that like to have a guy that just kind of uh, you know I know he's going to be serious when you got to be serious, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like it would be nice on some days. Maybe maybe you come in, you know, maybe you've had a long day or something. Just having a guy that. Mm-hmm. brings the energy to the room every time. That's every day. That's every mm-hmm. day. Uh, his biggest thing is details and competing every day. He, he don't like to lose. <laughs> That's one thing he, he really installed, especially in the running back room. We don't like to lose. Um, and it's just competing every day in the small details with him, very small details because it's a game of inches, as he say, you know, and the little things can make or break a game. You bring up the running back room. Um, how, how do you feel like you guys have kind of uh, – you know, got to know each other in the last nine months, uh, helped each other. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You transferred in um, to carry on, moved positions into mm-hmm. the running back room. Then, uh, you know, DJ Braswell comes in. He's a true freshman. So um, how do you feel like that room has kind of uh, gelled together? Um, as you're, Obviously, you are competing for playing mm-hmm. time, but you all, I'm sure, want the best for each other as well. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, the, the guys in the room, I can honestly say it's, it's, it's no hate. Or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, I go into work every day confident, you know, not only in my ability, but, you know, in DK and Juju and Braswell and the other guys, you know, we all we all compliment each other in a way, you know. And the very the the very first thing that was said amongst us as men as a running back room before camp even started was, you know, we're not gonna listen to the outside noise. We don't care what's going on. You know, we gonna compete every day 
But at the same time, we're going to lift each other up. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because there's going to be times where one guy may pop, you know what I'm saying? And someone else may not, you know? But as long as we keep striving for greatness as a whole, I feel confident enough coming off to the sideline and asking DK and Juju, hey, how my rep had looked. Mm -hmm. Or vice versa, they can come to me and ask, and we all give each other honest feedback, you know? And I feel like that was the biggest thing to make us gel together and really grow. And I, I'm blessed to be able to be in a room with guys like these guys, to be honest. And, and team players, it, it also seems like uh, from the outside looking in, y'all have, all have little different skill sets. Like y'all aren't, aren't the same player. Mm -hmm. um, you kind of like the versatility of, of the room. That's how I do. I believe, I believe you can put all of us anywhere, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, out um, as a receiver in the backfield or anything you want us to do. Um, but all of us have a different skill set, and I feel like that's very dangerous. What, uh, I, I guess, as far as um, just you personally coming in, I, I know you said you've grown a lot in the nine months you've been here. But just on the field, has there been any particular area that you and uh, and the coaches have kind of been focused on as far as your improvement? I know everybody just wants to – you want to just get better in general, get more comfortable, I'm sure, with the offensive scheme when you first got here. But has there been an area, any particular area of focus for you? My whole game, like I said, Coach Coach Mo, he stripped my whole game down. You know, every all all the little tendencies that I once knew before. You know, mm. he he's he's made me a complete back. I feel like you know my biggest thing was pass blocking, and you know how to read my keys and stuff like that. And for Coach Mo, he's he's really took the time to to mold me into a better back and a more developed back. And you know, not not only me, but all the guys in the room. You know, Coach Mo does a good job of explaining the small, finer details and why we're doing what we're doing and how to do it and how to execute it at a at a high level, you know. And I'm, like I said, I, I keep saying this, I'm, I'm blessed and fortunate enough to have Coach Mo as my coach and as my mentor. All right, like I said, we're hanging out in studio with Mario Anderson. We'll be right back on the other side. We're going to ask him about that big, long 75-yard run in Knoxville. Garnet Trust Hour on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, welcome back in. 107.5 The Game, Garnet Trust Hour, hanging out in studio. Mario Anderson, South Carolina running back, making his radio debut. Not bad first segment, right? Like pretty smooth. Yes, we sir, did yes, okay. Sir. Everything good. Everything's good. Um, we're going to keep this thing rolling. So we were talking before we came on air. You said, man, I, I had a lot of long runs my previous stop too so um w but was it nice to to maybe show the gamecock fans the speed yes sir. The top the top end speed what, yes, what did you think when you saw that hole open up the 75 yarder against tennessee looked like i think Vershawn had a good block on that play was definitely i think garjulo uh kind of sealed off his guy mm -hmm. they opened it up and then you hammered that hole so yes, what sir. what did you think what do you remember what was going through your head or was it another one of those moments like you're talking about early where you're just like I, I I don't really know what was going through my head. <laughs> yeah, at first, um, you know, just before the play broke, you know, just being able to read the defense mm. and seeing how they were lined up and how, you know, the secondary guys were flowing, mm -hmm. you know. Um, credit to them, there's a great defense, most importantly, um, great team. But just how they were flowing and everything and just knowing that I was going to have to read my keys, where I was going to hit that, where I was going to read, and just after I seen a hole and just able to drive my knees it was like it was lights out for me, you know. I just yeah. next thing I remember, I was in the end zone, you know, celebrating with my coach and my teammates and everything. So, yeah. So, you, did you did you know when you saw the hole and that there wasn't 
anybody with an angle on you that you were probably going to the house? Like, at, at what point did you kind of know, all right, this is, I'm going all the way with this. Do you once remember? I cleared it. Yeah. Once, once you cleared, cleared it. it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, that was obviously an awesome moment. Kind of, I thought, might be a chance to get back into this game uh, at that time. What, uh, like you said, I mean, that was a really good Tennessee team, I thought. Good Tennessee front. Um, great atmosphere to play in, I'm sure, even though it was, you know, on the other side for them. But what uh, what has it been like playing in, uh, you know, the home SEC atmosphere here at South Carolina, mm. playing on the road at Tennessee, um, you know, playing at Georgia? Mm. I mean, that's that's big-time football, man. What has that been like to, to experience uh, all those different, uh, you know, arenas, basically? Well, com- coming from... D two, you know, it's no more than like you know two thousand people mm-hmm. in the stands, if that, you know, uh, maybe a little bit more, but you know, just every game just feels like a Super Bowl to me, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm I'm blessed and fortunate enough to have the opportunity to even be able to showcase my talent on a stage like this because I remember just last year playing at Newberry, you know, after the games on the on a bus on the way back used to watch college football like we used to pull mm-hmm. up the games like hey man like we, we want to see who what, what South Carolina doing or what, what team that's playing is doing and just dang man I I know I can be there one day you know so that, that that's the biggest thing and I, I'm blessed to be here I'm blessed you know what I'm saying coach Beamer gave me the opportunity to showcase my talent on the big stage like that but after a while when you just playing it's like the crowd is even there really you know it's, it's playing football at the end of the day so um, I, I'm a firm believer of that you rushed for like three hundred or three thousand and something yards, I think, at, at Newberry. So, yes, um, I think that was top five all time career yes, at Newberry. What um, what did your experience there um, do to maybe prepare you for for this step here at South Carolina? You think it was most definitely a lot of trials and tribulations. I believe, um, just like I grew here, I, I came in as an eighteen year old, seventeen mm-hmm. year old boy. I, I left, you know what I'm saying. 21 years old, you know, um, and and Coach Coach Knight, he he really he really helped me in my in my transition coming from high school to Newberry and stuff like that. Um, and it, it's it's been uh, it was a learning curve, most mm-hmm. definitely, just being able to play college ball. Um, I'm, I'm I'm thankful enough to go through those trials and tribulations and journeys, though. You know, I believe it, it molded me to the person I am today. We've interviewed a lot of guys who have gone through the transfer portal process and it's been a little bit different for for pretty much everybody i gotta imagine there's a little bit of like man i'm going in the portal i have no idea who's gonna call me who's gonna dm me like who's gonna be interested so uh for you being you know a palmetto state guy an in-state guy um what was that process like to to hit the portal then you hear from south carolina um you know kind of uh if you want to take the people out out there kind of through how it went down Mm. What was it like to hear from the Gamecocks? I know you took a visit here, mm. and uh, what kind of just led you to to wanting to play here in Columbia, man? Uh, just starting off from the portal um, point of view, just I I talked to my my mom, my dad mm. about it, um, my grandma, I call my nana, and my uncle Sam. Um, talked to them, my family, my brothers, and just prayed about it and stuff like that. And you know, like I stated before, I just wanted to challenge myself. It was not necessarily that went wrong at Newberry or anything mm-hmm. like that. I still talk to the guys there. And, you know, I still wish them success and everything like that. But, you know, I just want to challenge myself more as a as a running back, as an athlete, you know. So I, I decided to stick my nose out there and um, see what I could get, you know. Um, 
I didn't think I was going to get any Power 5 offers, you know, um, and I'm blessed to have that and any other offer that I had. But just, you know, I was talking to uh, my high school coach, Denny McDaniel, on the phone one day, and I was telling him, I'm like, man, Co- Coach Beamer want me to come up to USC. Like, they haven't thrown an offer or anything like that. I was like, what do you, what do you think that means, you know? <laughs> so he's like, man, just go up there, just see how it is, enjoy it, you know what I'm saying? So I went up here, you know, I, I seen um, – I believe they was doing a bowl practice mm-hmm. at that time before yeah. they went to see uh, Notre Dame. But um, after bowl practice and stuff, because Beamer put me in his office, and, you know, we was talk, chopping up and stuff and just asked me, like, how I felt about playing here at University of South Carolina. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to tell him right then I'm coming, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I decided uh, I, I thought about it a little bit on the way back because um, I actually came up here with my trainer, Jamie Fordham, mm-hmm. uh, He's at Goose Creek High School. Um, I was on the way back with him and just walking back to the car. You know, it was, uh, I remember the day like it was yesterday. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, I, I shed a tear, you know, because mm. all, the, all the hard work, all the adversity that I face and everything and just being able to see it through and being able to be blessed and fortunate enough to have opportunity from Coach Beamer to take a kid from the from Division Two. Mm. You know, he could easily pick up somebody from – Power five, group of five, anything like that. But he decided to take a chance and take a leap on me to 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 leap from D two to the SEC, the highest level of college football. You know, and uh, I did shed a tear. You know, and I, I thank the grace of God for that, for putting me in position to 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 accept this journey, to mm. to embrace the 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 culture and everything that South Carolina embodies. And you know, I'm forever grateful for that. So you, uh, how how long? I know you said internally you kind of knew once he offered that this is probably where I'm going to be. How how uh, how long did you wait before you – did you call Coach Beamer later on and give him the word, or when did you kind of say, hey, Coach, I'm I'm in? Do you remember that moment? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. Uh, I know Coach Aristi was like, man, what, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? <laughs> I know Coach Aristi uh, was like, what are you waiting on, you know? And uh, I told him, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a Gamecock. I'm going to come, you know. And, uh-huh. you know, my family was excited. Everybody was on board and everything, and just being able – to have my family from South Carolina, you know, because that's where I'm from, and all my people and friends and everything, just be able to see me come here, you know, it's a, it's a blessing. You know, I'm, I'm very blessed and I'm very thankful for everything that's come my way. You're not only learning from Coach Harsey, but you're, uh, you mentioned Coach Loggins a little bit earlier, a guy that's been in the NFL for many, many years, and, uh, you know, I feel like this is a scheme that does have some, some NFL elements to it oh, as definitely. well. So how, um, as a running back like yourself, how how important or how nice, uh, how good is that, you think, for your future to be kind of um, getting comfortable with concepts and mm-hmm. ideas, probably terminology as well, mm-hmm. that um, I would imagine kind of is going to carry over to that next level that I know everybody wants to ultimately make the jump to. Yes, sir. Um, I feel like Coach Loggins, you know, he, he, he threw a lot at me, mm-hmm. not only him, uh, just all the coaches. They threw a lot at everybody, you know, and I feel like the scheme – and everything that he came in with and stuff, you know, I'm, I wasn't used to it coming from where I came from and stuff, not to discredit where I came from, but mm-hmm. it was like, it, it was more of a NFL feel, just like every day I practice is more of an NFL feel, mm-hmm. and just everything we do. Um, Coach Loggins, he really, he really helped me because he expanded my game, expanded my mind, like, okay, you can't only be a bruising back, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is new, this is new age, especially in the NFL, you know, so, I had to pass block. I had to go out and catch routes. I had to, you know what I'm saying, 
learn all these different things to help me not only be a running back but an athlete on the mm-hmm. field and especially with having number seven in the backfield you know what I'm saying Spence you know it's you, you got to be able to have all those tools in your arsenal to be able to play and be able to go to the next level so I, I'm very thankful for those logins being able to push me and you know mold me into a person I am as well he's 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 a vital role into my you know what I'm saying career as well I believe I, I do I want to talk about what it's like to share the backfield with seven with Spencer Rattler Mario Anderson again continuing our conversation here Garner Trust Hour we'll talk a little bit about number seven Spencer Rattler we we'll right back here one zero seven five the game it's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks one zero seven five the game. All right, welcome back in. 107.5 The Game, Garnet Trust Hour, Mario Anderson, running back, South Carolina. We're hanging out in studio. You brought up seven, Spencer Rattler. Um, NFL arm, if I ever saw one, man. Like, this guy's got all the traits you look for. Um, wh- what is it like to practice every day and, and then to go into a game knowing you got a guy like that kind of uh, breaking the huddle with you, man? I want to say, first off, Spence is... No disrespect to anybody, but Spencer's the greatest quarterback that I've ever played with. You know, yeah. Spence's mind, he's very militant when it comes to game and how he prepares and everything. Like, for example, breaking the Tennessee huddle, for example. He would do this thing where, you know, when the clock is winding down from, like, the TV commercial break or whatnot, I can see it winding down, all of us in the huddle. He'll look back and come in the huddle, and it's like he has this look in his eyes where it's like, he wants to win, you mm. know. Spence is a winner, and he's a competitor, and I love being around him. I love learning from him. I love asking him questions and just what is it that he want, you know what I'm saying, because it's his show, you know what I'm saying. Mm. The quarterback is a general, and that is what Spencer is. Spencer is a general, and I'm forever grateful to be beside him, playing with him and stuff like that on the field. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Do You kind of you talked about it a second um, or a little bit a second ago, but uh, do you also kind of have to have your head on a swivel in terms of being ready for an outlet pass or something, knowing, like, I feel like Spencer's ability to get away from pressure mm-hmm. is very underrated. Um, Coach Loggins, even uh, Mississippi State game, he gave in the press conference, you and Spencer, a ton of credit for that one play. You probably remember Spencer was about to get taken down, and he kind of just shrugged the guy off, and then he flipped the ball out to you um, to the right sideline. And uh, Spencer, he was like, he was getting hit. He flips it out to you. You, I think, break a tackle. And, and basically the play went from this is either a, a no gain or a neck, you know, or a sack to being keeping the, you know, staying on schedule basically. It's mm-hmm. now second and short instead of second and long. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what do you remember from that play? Because I know Coach Loggins was like, this was a key play to kind of keep, keep our chains moving basically. Most and um, just in general – with Spencer, it seems like kind of staying in tune to where he is, and is he extending a play? I would think that's kind of an underrated aspect of uh, of your job as a running back. I would think. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Spence, he can definitely flee the scene. You know, he can mm-hmm. definitely get get out of there, and his feet is very dangerous as well. And I, like you said, it is underrated, mm-hmm. and I don't think much people respect the fact that he can move on his feet, you know, and keep plays going. That's something that he does, you know, a lot of. Um, People talk about his arm mm. and what he can do, throwing the ball and stuff. But Spence is very great at escaping. You know, he's an escape artist. And that, that's another key to his game. 
you uh, you were talking about kind of being a complete back and kind of the pass pro elements of this as well. Um, how, how do you feel like that process has been kind of playing? I know pass pro for, for NFL running backs is a huge part of the equation, I think. Um, how do you feel like that part of your game has kind of been coming along in the, in the last nine months as well? From January to now, it's a, it's a big difference. It yeah. really is. Um, I still have a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. Coach Harsty, he, uh, he emphasizes it every single day, every single day. Um, I still have a lot of work to do, but, you know, I've, I've came a long way from being able to pass block, uh, using my hands, moving the power, the stuff that is necessary for not even only a running back, just anyone that blocks in general, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, um, being able to do. So I, I still have a long way to go, but I've definitely came a long way from where I was as well. He, he harps on it with you guys most a lot most every definitely. day. Yes, sir, most definitely. <laughs> um, what is it? I, I guess y'all don't really maybe do a lot of ones versus ones during the season, maybe as much as you do during the preseason. But what what has it been like since you've been here um, kind of knocking heads with some guys like, uh, you know, Debo Williams. I know he's a hitter, Stone Blanton, mm-hmm. uh, the young guy, Pup Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would seem like that's probably beneficial for – for both sides, kind of the physicality of those guys and Most the physicality definitely. of you, man. Most definitely. A guy like Debo, for example, what he shows on the field, he shows it at practice. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's all gas, no breaks with him. Debo is, um, I believe Debo also helped me become an SEC back with, you know what I'm saying, the way I've, I had to practice and go against a guy like him every day, you know, because Debo is going to bring it. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're ready for it or not, Debo is going to bring it. So just being able to practice with him and how his mindset is and how he approaches practice, film, and everything from a defensive point of view, it's like, okay, me on offense going against him, how can I not be prepared and be ready to face a guy like that every day? You know, so it makes it makes everyone better in a sense, you know? Headhunter, man. That's for what sure. I always think of with him. Like, he, uh, I guess some of y'all, or he's got the football guy mm-hmm. shirt. I think of Debo, like when I think football guy, Debo Williams, I feel like is Most just definitely. the guy. Most definitely. Um, Stone Bland, Pop yeah. Power, all those guys, like uh, Bam Mar and Scott, like those guys are dogs. Those guys are dogs, and I love going against them. Ones and competing drills with them every single day. I, it's, it's a fight every day. It's physical every day. Coach, been crazy workouts. Like it's, it seems like, uh, well, you tell me, is it is it different um, than – any of the kind of workout uh, programs or regimens Most that definitely. you had before? Well, definitely. Coach Day workouts are unorthodox. That's the word. That's, <laughs> that's, what the, I, that's yes, the word I that's, needed. That's the word. But it it it, it help you have a sense of grit. Mm. Um, Coach Day workouts, you know, it have you have a sense of grit, have you have a sense of urgency, and, you know, it's like it's a get it done mm. kind of mentality, like, we're going to be gritty. We're going to be physical. We're going to be tough. Like, it's, it's no room for anything else, you know, and that's something that Coach Day pushes out to us as well. You know, it's, if, if, you're not, if you're not the stuff that we embody in our culture and everything, you know, it, this ain't that. Coach Day is going to secure that. I saw, I, th- I can't remember if it was the end of spring or if it was a summer thing. I think it was end of spring. Um, didn't he have y'all digging up um, – Digging up uh, water pills or concrete or something. Can uh, can you tell the fans a little bit about that? I know I saw there were some videos online, but was that grit night or? Yes, sir. That was grit night. Yes, sir. What what was that experience like? We all we all in teams. Like we all in sep- separate out in the teams, and then 
I feel like y'all had to carry a bunch of stuff to the stadium. You had to dig it up and carry it to the stadium. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, we we were split up in twos. Everyone had right. a partner. We were just we was digging, and uh, at the bottom we had to dig it out, uh, wherever it was at the bottom, and then you know take it to the stadium and stuff. But it was different little phases. Mm-hmm. It's not as simple as just digging, yeah. picking something up, and taking it to a stadium. It's Coach Day had a plan for mm-hmm. that activity for Grit Night. You know, everything meant something, you know, whether it was digging, whether it was carrying, whether it was, you know, tossing it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. Coach Day had a plan for it and a meaning for it. And, you know, I apply that stuff to my life, you know, uh, and I feel like Coach Day does a great job of not only the stuff with football and strength and conditioning, but you can apply it to life. And I feel like that's the biggest thing with his workouts and stuff. I feel like everything is a functional strength. Like it's Most not definitely. it's not just, all right, we're going to throw 500 pounds and go just squat, you know, kind of old school. It seems like everything he does kind of has a purpose. Most definitely. Um, you got, it's almost like uh, I've, I've been to a couple of his um, demos that he does. And, you know, uh, for the fans out there, it's like you got to crawl before you can walk and you got to walk before you can run. It's like everything has kind of a uh, baseline purpose and yes, then sir. you kind of build from that. Um, which is has got to be, I think, a unique um, approach, but it, it obviously works. And I, I always think it's interesting, especially the transfer guys that come in and have been in a college lift program at just, you know, all different places, and all of them are like, hey, this is the most unique um, it is. lifts I've, I've ever been a part of. Basically. It is, it is. Um, all right, we're going to take another break. He is Mario Anderson. We're going to close this thing out here in a second. Garnet Trust Hour, 107.5 The Game. Y'all stay right there. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, welcome back in. We got Mario Anderson hanging out in studio, South Carolina running back. This is the Garnet Trust Hour, 107.5 The Game, presented by Garnet Trust, as always. Go to GarnetTrust.com if you want to support student-athletes like Mario here, who is hanging out, giving us a little behind-the-scenes um, so Mario, we always like to let the people know the players a little bit off the field. So we're going to let them get to know you a little bit. Let's talk food. Okay. It's always an easy conversation. Everybody likes to talk about food, man. Okay. When I said the word food, what, what popped in your head? What, uh, was the first type of food that just my mama, my Nana, uh, rare rice, uh, greens, cabbage, Pot roast, macaroni, just old southern cooking, you know, uh, cornbread. I love all that. I that's, love soul food. That's the go-to yes, right sir. there? Yes, sir, it is. Do you, uh, do you do any cooking yourself, or do you uh, you leave that to, to the family? Nah, I do a little bit of cooking. You know, okay. Uh, my mama, she raised four boys, so, you know, <laughs> she taught us how to do a little bit of something. Okay, so what were the big, uh, for your for your family, um, what were the big, meal, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, was it, were you... Sunday lunch every every Sunday or kind of how um, when when would the family like really bust out the the full spread from what you remember? Holidays for sure, Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah. Easter, um, holidays for sure. But just uh, we haven't been in the church as well, especially yeah. my grandmother and stuff. So at the uh-huh. church and stuff, we would come home, um, have everything laid out, cooked out, and stuff like that. And we would just eat like that as a family and stuff. Or just sometimes throughout the week, yeah. know, my mom and them would cook 
everything. You know? mm. Even if it wasn't the biggest meal, you know, she she's still my mom and my grandma, my nana. Yeah. They, they cooked a lot. Awesome, man. So so now, obviously, um, from a football standpoint, uh, nutrition and kind of getting the, the right types of foods in your body and stuff like that, um, how, how big of an emphasis has that been for you here at South Carolina? I know the nutrition program here is very good, but has, um, has that driven you to kind of uh, – do a little bit of cooking on your own as well, or do you kind of just lean on that nutrition staff that they have over there at the, the ops building? Uh, Ms. Jen, Mr. Yemi, Mr. Nelson, and everybody that helps with the nutrition staff does mm-hmm. a real good job. Uh, you know, I've I've lost a lot of, like, my jello fat that I had, you know, just from eating how I wanted mm-hmm. to, where I was at and stuff like that, really be able to lean up and, and look the part, you know, and, and credit to them because, you know, they they helped me do that, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, with everything that we eat and, you know, saying the carbs and stuff like that. Like they emphasize carbs. So uh, I'm I'm really um thankful for that. They they really helped me mold my body mm-hmm. in a in a certain way. So staying off the field a little bit here, if um if you're not let's talk about kind of your hobbies. If you're not playing football, mm-hmm. not working out, so I can't it can't do anything to do with football. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in your free time? What do you kind of enjoy when you do get? I know y'all don't get a ton of free time mm-hmm. this time of year, but when you do get some free time, what uh, what are you getting into? I cut hair. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I cut the guy's hair. I cut my own hair. Right now, I look a little rough, but uh, I do cut hair. Uh, I learned from my uncle Jazz going into my freshman year at Newberry. Yeah, that summer going into my freshman year is when I learned how to cut hair from him and just. YouTube videos and stuff like that, and just practicing. Cool. So you mu- you must like it. You must love it. Oh uh, yes, sir. I do. Yes, sir. Um, how so? How many of the guys on the team right now are your clients? Like, how many of them are you are you cutting their hair? A good bit. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, you know, a lot of them they got their own personal barber, which is yeah. cool. You know, I don't I don't <laughs> trip about that. But um, they'll come to me every now and then. But I, I cut a lot of guys here. I actually got to cut like two heads a day. So okay, yes, right after this, or you already did it. Uh, right after this. Okay. Yes, that, sir. That is cool, man. So you just, you kind of, uh, you also just kind of kept building that skill, looking at YouTube and just mm-hmm. um, trial and error too, I'm sure. Just kind of, uh, uh, that that's awesome, man. So I, I guess, uh, what is, do you have like a, a cut that you do that is um, your forte, I guess, or it, you just kind of do, do you let, do you let whoever you're cutting kind of tell you what they want and then you. Knock it out, basically. Yeah, just like when you go to the barber shop, yeah. you tell the barber, "Hey, I want, I want a ball fade, uh, keep yeah. the beard thick, you know, yeah. stuff like that, whatnot, you know." Just let them tell me, and I do it. Awesome, man. Is that is that something you want to like continue doing? Yes, sir. It is. I believe after when I'm done with my career, uh, mm. no matter when it is, uh, I believe I'm gonna own a barber shop and you know have my own business. Awesome, man. That that is a cool skill. Um, I don't think we've had that one yet. We've had some different unique skills we have not had that one yet um i also wanted to talk about we talked about the atmospheres at the different stadiums a little bit before but um what what has it been like just kind of being around game cognition like the south carolina fan base and just um obviously they are they are passionate as they can be Mm. i thought even um the first song the Furman game Mm -hmm. you know not like a bit huge opponent coming in here is packed lights are you know, light shows going, fans were in it. Mississippi State game, great atmosphere as well. Um, I know at some point it's just football and you just go play, but yes, sir. what is that like to run out to 
to do the entrance with the lights and the fans and just kind of be in that moment. That's uh, Gamecock fans are amazing. Uh, it's the best fans in the country, honestly. Uh, and and I'm glad to be here and experience that kind of love and excitement from mm-hmm. from you all. You know, um, but they um it, that's what that's what I can say about it. they they they're crazy. They they're enthusiastic about the program and what what we do and how mm-hmm. we do it and stuff and just being able to run out and you know. I try to look at it as it may be that one kid or one person, and this may be the only game that they can come to that year or years mm-hmm. to be, you know, and just being able to see the excitement and joy in their mm-hmm. face. Like, you know, it, that put a smile on my heart. I mean, yeah, a smile on my, yeah. on my face, you know, and uh, just being able to see that, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good feeling. Well, you know, th- there may be a kid in the stands watching you run now. They might be 15 years from now, 10 years from now, they might be in the same position you are. Most so uh, you, just, you never know uh, what, what kid out there uh, you might inspire, you know, as well. So definitely a, a cool place for you and your teammates to all be in, a, a great opportunity for all of you. Um, so kind of moving forward, we're five games in, bye week this week. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what does the bye week look like? For you all, I think Coach Beamer said Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practice. Then maybe a little, little bit of time to reset. Uh, what What does it look like for y'all during the bye week? Uh, I'm not gonna go too in depth about it. I'm gonna leave that to Coach Beamer and stuff. Yeah. But what I will say, especially like for the running backs and stuff like that, you know, we're working on the smaller details, um, mm-hmm. working on, you know, what what we need to do to improve our game to help the offense as a whole and stuff. So. I mean, anything else as far as, like, scheme and what we're doing and stuff. Yeah. Like that, Coach Beamer and all those guys. But, um, yeah, just, just the finer details and, you know, what works for us, I can say. Will, um, will it be good to just get a little bit of a reset just physically? Or are you the guys just like, hey, let's just – I'd rather just keep on rolling and play every single weekend. And anytime you have a chance to reset and mm-hmm. get your body healthy and get your body right, yeah. Um, especially the guys who are banged up and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone is banged up, but you know the guys who may have a little bit more of a serious injury and stuff like that. Just to have that extra week of preparation and having a body ready and stuff like that is always good to have that. You know, so by a week or not, must take advantage of taking care of your yeah. body, and that's something that I even Coach Mo emphasizes every day. Like, take care of your body. Take care of your body. It's a long season. It's a long, rough season, so just being able to take care of your body and being able to stay ready, you know, that that's the biggest thing. For sure. Um, Mario, we're out of time, man, but uh, I really appreciate you coming in. It's been fun. Appreciate you letting the fans get to know you a little bit. Yes, sir. Uh, it's been fun getting to know you a little bit from my perspective as well, and uh, we appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we'll be watching and pulling for you the rest of the way, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Again, that's Mario Anderson, South Carolina running back. This has been the Garnet Trust Hour on 107.5 The Game. Go on over to GarnetTrust.com if you want to find out how you can support student-athletes like Mario and his teammates over at South Carolina, as well as other sports at South Carolina. Again, that's GarnetTrust.com. This is the Garnet Trust Hour, 107.5 The Game. Coming up next, we'll have the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour with myself, Tyler Head, and Chris Clark. Stay right there. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. 
Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. 